welcome to the Thrive Podcast. I'm your host, Kathleen Drennan. If you're a floral designer on a mission to build a profitable and thriving business, then you're in exactly the right place. I'm on a mission to bust through the secrecy of our industry, make it easier for you to know exactly what to focus on to help you build your business and teach you my favorite mindset hacks so that you can learn to show up with more confidence and authority as you grow your business. I am so grateful to be able to share my journey with you, pass along my best shortcuts and get you on the path to feeling more confident and making money doing what you love. No matter where in the world you're tuning in from, remember, you've got this. This is probably the most random reminder to all of us. If you've ever worked in a corporate job, actually, anybody who's ever had a previous career, a job, whatever it was that you did before you decided to start your flower business, let this serve as a reminder that there are going to be tools systems, processes, things that you learned in a previous job that will actually prove to be incredibly helpful in your flower business. And one of the tools that Sloan and I come back to time and time again is a WIP document. Even with all of the Asana, Notion, ClickUp solutions out in the big bad world. For me, a well-organized Google Doc with a very simple like chart on it that just says project, current status, next steps, responsibility. It's very simple. It's very easy to make aesthetic. <laughs> you can add emojis. You can play with the fonts. You can make the charts look very, very pretty. But the work in progress document is how advertising agencies stay organized. It's how shit happens. Same thing in marketing departments that I worked in. A few years ago, we learned to not forget about the amazing power that is a WIP document. Even, as I said, with all of the technology that we have access to, with all the different ways that we can organize our to-do lists, I love how in control and planned and organized I feel when you create a WIP document, particularly when you create WIP documents for things that have nothing to do with your business. It's so helpful. So we started doing this when we really got into home renovations because we had like 17 different things happening at the same time and things were half finished over here and then we'd circle back to it six months later and we couldn't remember where we were what needed to happen next then if you're planning let's say a hypothetical move around the world (laughs) if you're planning a move down the street if you're navigating maybe it's kids going off to university this fall or maybe you're transitioning between jobs maybe you're changing website platforms maybe you're starting a new food protocol maybe you want to clean the garage Maybe you're helping take over the management of your parents' finances, like whatever it is, just open up a Google Doc and set it up with a four column section on it. We'll actually say first thing, change it to horizontal, then add in four cells, so four columns, and then however many rows you need. At the top, you're just going to label it name of the project, you're going to put 
current status, next steps, notes slash responsibilities. You can totally get rid of that last column if it's just you managing all this stuff. But getting all of those ideas and to-dos and things out of your head that are related to that one project, it's so helpful. It is like my go-to tool for us trying to navigate, basically just being humans, <laughs> being human beings living on planet Earth. So if that's you, highly recommend creating a WIP document. I will say I am the one in our business that uses that WIP document the most because I am the one who uses it for my own organization. And I find it really helpful, even if the rest of my team is like, I don't know. <laughs> Just totally fine. It's totally fine. Now, that is a random reminder to start off today's podcast episode. So we'll just literally dive into what I wanted to talk about. This particular topic of building desire for your dreams is so top of mind for me because I've been talking to so many of you, either in private coaching or within the Flower Boss Academy around the need for creating a habit, the need for creating desire for what you dream. And I think one of the biggest mistakes or thought errors that we might have is that successful people always wake up and feel motivated. And I often think of somebody like Michael Phelps, who I've never talked to the guy, but I'm going to assume that not every day did he jump out of bed and say, I can't wait. I can't wait to go to the gym, swim a billion miles, sleep so many hours, eat so much food, and then wake up and do it all again tomorrow. It's not this naturally occurring momentum. You are not going to feel in the mood all the time. And that's where this concept of building your desires for your dreams come from. And I wanted to just like tease it apart, give you a couple of examples, but remind you that you can come back to this concept as often as you need to. And what really has clicked in my head is I vividly remember this was 2017, 2018, after I finally had like enough is enough. I'm going to put my blinders on and I'm going to figure out this flower business thing once and for all. Because my experience of feeling stuck in comparison, not feeling good enough, wishing that somebody would come along and just fix the things for me, wasn't working. And when I made that decision to put myself in the driver's seat and do something about it, it felt so incredibly empowering. But after a little while, that momentum, that excitement, that drive seems to waver a little bit. You will hit a bump in the road. You will hit a sign that says you need to take a left or you need to take a detour or this is not the way that this is going to actually unfold. When we have to come back to remembering that it's our job to build desire for our dream. And I was out walking the dog the other day and realizing that Building desire for your dream is a very active thing to do. Like you could literally put it on your to-do list every single day. And it's kind of like that moment, if you go to the gym or you have the desire to go to the gym, if you want to be able to learn how to do a push-up, 
there's going to be a moment where you realize it would be easier to just lie on the floor than it would be to actually do a push-up. <laughs> well, and that's true, right? Every time I go to do a push-up, I'm like, it would just be easier just to lie on the floor. Like, what's the point in doing a push-up? I don't have to like build the muscle. There is no necessary like big demand on my body to be able to do a push-up. It's just something that I have a desire to do. And I think of this a lot like driving a car. A, you need to know where you're going. So you need to have a destination. B, you need to have petrol in your car. You are also going to get to a point where the petrol is going to run down to empty. Without fuel, your car is not going to get very far. It's so easy to forget that the same thing applies to us as human beings. I don't know a single business owner. I don't know a single florist. I don't know a single creative entrepreneur who feels excited and compelled and at 100% energy every single day. You're a human being living a human experience. Your body is going to have ebbs and flows. You're going to have days where it feels like everything is providing friction and resistance. And then you're going to have days where you're like, oh, wow, this is amazing. This is so fun. We have to remember that it's one of our jobs as the CEO in our business, as the human being driving our dream, we have to intentionally put in the focus to build desire for what it is that we want. In that moment, when I could be lying on the ground instead of doing a push-up, I have to remember that I need to build the desire to maintain my ability to do push-ups. That's a need and a desire that I've simply decided I want to have. So I'd get to remind myself, Kathleen, you have the desire to maintain the ability to do push-ups. So that's why you're going to continue to do push-ups. It's very normal for us as human beings to feel resigned and to kind of want to sit on the back burner in our business. When we do that, we almost always inevitably end up in comparison. And then we wonder... How is it that she's figured it out? How is it that she has the business that I want to have and I'm sitting here feeling sorry for myself? When the magic ingredient, the thing that gets you from where you are today to building the momentum of where you want to be to having that dream business is remembering that building desire is your number one job. And your primitive brain is going to want to compel you to stay lying on the floor and not do the push-up. Your primitive brain is going to come up with so many seemingly smart responses, good ideas <laughs> that seem way better than doing the uncomfortable thing that's going to move you towards the dream that you have. That's very normal. That's how your primitive brain is programmed to operate. That's when you get to remember that it's your job to build desire for what it is that you want. Your primitive brain is programmed for three things and to three things alone. It is programmed to avoid pain, seek pleasure, and be efficient. So it's going to do whatever it can. It's going to put up some very good arguments <laughs> for why you shouldn't do the push-up 
for why it's easier to stay in bed, for why it's easier to stay scrolling on social media, for why it's easier to not go out there and raise your prices, why it's easier to not go out and hire the person, why it's easier to not push live on your new website. That is totally normal. There is nothing wrong with you. There is no special magic ingredient that the successful flower business owners have that you don't. Recognizing that your primitive brain is programmed to avoid pain, seek pleasure, and be efficient is so helpful because when you can remind yourself that nothing has gone wrong here and that it's my job as a human being who can think about what I think about, who has a prefrontal cortex, you can remember that you get to sit there and build desire for your dream. You don't need anybody else around you to feel supportive of the vision that you have. You don't need anybody else around you to remind you to do that. You don't need anybody else to be a bigger cheerleader than you are in your own business. And the fact of the matter is, being a creative entrepreneur, building a business, it's quite literally the opposite of what your primitive brain wants. So if your primitive brain is like, we're going to avoid pain, seek pleasure and be efficient, I'll be the one to come in and be like, oh, okay, right. Well, 99% of the experience of building a profitable flower business actually means putting yourself in harm's way, trying new things and delayed gratification. <laughs> Do you still want to sign up for it? I will tell you, it is awesome. The roller coaster of being your own boss, making money with flowers is incredible, but it is literally you against your primitive brain. So if left to its own devices, your primitive brain is going to want you to keep lying on the floor instead of doing the push-up. Your primitive brain is going to want you to sit and scroll TikTok for hours on end. Your primitive brain is going to be like, nah, don't post that thing. Just sit here and let's watch some more TikTok videos. But how do you, as the ambitious floral designer, conquer that? What's a flower boss to do in this situation when you can hear that little voice in your head going like, are you sure? I mean, it would be so much easier if we just sat on the sofa and kept scrolling. So much easier. So what is a flower boss to do in that situation? It's a great question. This is your homework. Particularly helpful if you're driving in the car right now, but also totally suitable if you're in the shop, if you're processing product, cleaning the studio, flowering in any capacity. You might even be out walking the dog. You get to be proactive in building desire for your goal. It is something that you have to put intention towards. You have to put focus into and you get to put energy into it. And it's like exactly like going to the gym. You make time for it. You decide it's important for you and you go. And it's exactly like if we were on a road trip, right? We know where we're going in terms of the destination. When the car starts to run out of petrol, we stop by the gas station and we give it a refill. We get to do exactly the same thing with our own desire. And it is so normal. It's so easy to be distracted and wrapped up in the day-to-day -day of moving from one thing to the next, one customer complaint to one weird email to a staff member calling in sick to the Lysianthus being crap to all of a sudden there are high winds and a heavy rain notification for your area. 
It's completely normal to get so sucked into responding to the day-to-day experience and lose sight of the big goal. When we forget that one of our jobs, and in fact, your number one job is to remind yourself to build desire for your dream. When you put in the energy, and it doesn't even have to be like a big amount of time, but it is about energy and focus and doing it more consistently. When you put in the energy to actively build your desire, you'll begin to see that it's not necessarily about doing more things. Instead, it's about doing more of the right things, doing the things that you know you should be doing and less of the things that you know are just a distraction or are just buffering from you taking the action that you know that you should be taking. For example, when you build desire for your dream, even if you're not the most organized, systematic, purposeful, planned, strategic person, you will make the time to sit down and plan out your next three Instagram posts rather than letting more time go by, rather than scrambling to just post something because you think that you should and feeling very reactionary. You will sit down and look at your bank balance and you will start to understand where you are spending money that you don't need to be spending. When you build desire, you will tell that customer, no, we can't do that for you. When you build desire, you will take more proactive action in your business. It really is like that desire is how you then tap into the courage and the bravery that you need to achieve your goal. It's like the stepping stone, the through pass, the bridge, whatever metaphor you want to use. But that desire is how you get to feeling courage and brave. And that is how you build the next version of your vision. So I will say when it comes to building a desire practice, when it comes to you sitting down or driving or walking and thinking about your dream, taking time to intentionally create desire for your dream, don't make this a big to do. Don't say, okay, well, I can only do it when there's a new moon and it's Sunday and whatever star signs in alignment with whatever thing over there. Don't wait. Instead, I have actually found that taking one minute every day has been way more effective than taking 30 minutes once. For example, one minute every day to focus on and really think about the vision that I have for this business. One minute. It is not even the time that it takes for the tea kettle to boil or for my coffee to get made not even close, but just being able to take that one minute to think about, okay, Kathleen, what is my big vision for this business? And taking a whole 60 seconds. If you actually set the timer for 60 seconds and you closed your eyes, don't do that if you're driving, however. (laughs) But if you actually thought for a full 60 seconds and intentionally thought about the idea of building desire for your dream for a whole 60 seconds. In that 60 seconds, it's going to feel like forever. But doing that once a day for 30 days, it will be astounding how many uncomfortable things you'll be willing to do in your business. When you have that ability to tap in and create desire on purpose, 
all of a sudden, raising your prices doesn't feel like such a big deal. All of a sudden, saying no to a client that doesn't meet your minimum doesn't feel like such a dramatic decision. Your desire gets to be the thing that counteracts so much of the discomfort. And this idea of just building in a one minute practice each day rather than turning it into a big hullabaloo. And you don't have to wait. You can literally start today. And I want to walk you through five super, super simple things that you can do that are free (laughs) in order for you to build your own desire practice. So the first one is create a vision board. I am a huge fan of vision boards because we as designers are very visual creatures, like very visual creatures. So creating a vision board and just going down the super rabbit hole of Pinterest and really taking time to figure out the overall kind of vibe, the aesthetic, the life that you want to craft for yourself. Vision board is an awesome place to start. When you've created your vision board, I highly recommend that you do this digitally, but if you do it analog, analogically, analog, I don't know, if you do it offline, <laughs> you can totally just take a picture of it and do the same thing that I'm about to say. But create your vision board, then I've got my vision board saved as the wallpaper on my laptop so that I see it every time I open up this piece of technology. You could also save it as the wallpaper on your phone and or whatever computer device that you have. Highly recommend that as a great place to start. The second thing that I do is that every single morning I take a pen and a piece of paper and I write down my goal. Then I think to myself about all of the reasons why I want to make that happen. It's very intentional just in terms of thinking about this is the next goal I want to achieve in my business. And I'm going to come up with three to four reasons why it feels compelling to me today. The third thing is set an alarm on your phone. I know that on an iPhone, you can go in and you can name the alarm. So you can add in emojis and you can add in a cute little phrase that said build desire but I have an alarm that goes off at 1130 every day to remind myself to build desire, come back to my desire for the dream that I have. Number four, this is borrowing the concept of habit stacking from our good friend at Atomic Habits. But if you're brushing your teeth, having a shower, putting on your makeup, doing your hair, whatever habits you have in the morning in terms of you getting yourself ready, could be taking the dog for a walk. I love the idea of doing this while brushing your teeth. I have the Sonicare toothbrush, so it's set for two minutes. And you can think about and build your desire while also brushing your teeth. (laughs) It's like the ultimate in successful flower boss multitasking. We shall brush our teeth and we will think about our desire and our why for what we want to do in our business. And then number five When you're making your next cup of coffee or your third cup of tea, while you're waiting for the kettle to boil, think about your goal and think about why you want to make it happen. Remind yourself that your number one job is to build desire for your dream. 
That desire is what's going to allow you to embrace the discomfort. So the better you can get at creating a habit, creating a practice around building desire, the more discomfort you will embrace towards your goal. I often think about us building desire, like us building our internal energy for making this happen is exactly the same thing, like a car having petrol. It's there, it's ready to go, it's happy to hit the road, and when the car runs out of petrol, we know we just stop and we get some more. We can create such a huge amount of desire for our dreams when we remember that it is a feeling, it is an emotion, it's an experience that we get to create for ourselves. I think it's so fascinating and it's so helpful to remember as human beings, as people who have this high level of consciousness and awareness, we get to use our brain in a way that serves us. I know in my business, the biggest thing that stands between us reaching our goals is me. <laughs> and my brain, and my primitive brain, and the way that all of our primitive brains are programmed to operate, and that it is my job to build desire for my dream. I don't need anybody else around me to be my biggest cheerleader. I don't need anybody else to even understand the remote possibility of what I'm talking about with what I want to achieve with this business. And I get to remember that my primitive brain is programmed to avoid pain, seek pleasure, and be efficient. And it's Kathleen's job to remind myself that building desire is a practice. It's a habit. And it doesn't have to be a big thing. So take one of these five ideas, put it to work in your business, and go out there and build desire for your dream. You will embrace the discomfort so much faster when you build your desire practice. My friends, as always, it's been so good to hang out with you. Please drive safe. Eat your vegetables, drink your water, get some sleep, and I will talk to you again next week. Bye for now.